Okay, so I'm back. You don't know that I was missing because um, I still haven't uploaded the first episode of this podcast, (laughs) but I was missing. I recorded that first episode over a week ago and um, haven't done much with it since, but it's okay because I'm getting there. I got my setup set up and I got my program that I want to use. I found my theme music. I found my hosting website. So you guys, yo girl is a podcaster now, a pood cooster. So buckle up. Here we go. down in this episode a little bit more about who I am and what I do. Uh, I think I was planning on doing that in the first episode, but it was already getting a little long and I just can't stand listening to long podcasts, so I was not about to subject anybody else to that. So here I am, episode two, and we are going to get right into it. So if you didn't catch the first episode of the podcast, my name is Brittany Shepard. This is No One, the podcast, the podcast that nobody asked for, hosted by the person that nobody knows. And here we talk about whatever I feel like talking about, quite frankly, but um, we're going to be mostly focused on health and wellness and whatever that means to me. So sometimes I think that's going to be a little bit more broad than some people want to um, expect or or think that it's going to be, but um, I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, amongst other things. Like I'm not going to limit myself to those three letters. Um, NTP, that would be the abbreviation. Those are the three letters I'm referring to. But I don't want to just put myself in a box and call myself an NTP and that's it. That's my whole life. That's all I talk about. That's all I care about because that is absolutely not the case. But This episode, I am going to get more into what that means because I understand um, that nobody knows what that means or very few people know what that means. I don't know if any of those people are listening to this podcast, but for when I get rich and famous and people go back and looked at what I dabbled in when I was 27 years old and they listen to episode two of No on the Podcast, they're going to know. And they'll be like, hey, I don't know what an NTP is, but could could someone explain it to me? So um, that's it. This is for my future self. You're welcome. So a nutritional therapy practitioner, um, it's a specific type of nutritionist and it is um, certified through the Nutritional Therapy Association. The Nutritional Therapy Association has two certifications, the NTP, which I am, and an NTC, which is a nutritional therapy consultant. Um, Both are very similar. We have the same background, um, but a practitioner is just the next um, level up in the sense that we do more hands-on work. Um, We do what's called the functional evaluation, which is essentially when we have clients, we do, you know, mostly base what we are providing. Um, We mostly base that around food and lifestyle recommendations, but there is a lot to do with supplements and um, a big piece of that, it's not even just supplements and I'll talk about that in a second, but a big piece of it is making sure that we're giving people what works for them as a bio-individual person. So there are, let's just say there are 10 supplements um, that would work for somebody who has digestive upset and that is a huge (laughs) broad statement, but I'm trying to just make this as simple as possible. So if someone comes to us and says, 
hey, something's not quite right in my stomach. I don't feel like I can digest my food. We would obviously dig into a lot of other things, but if we, if we get to the supplementation part, um, a lot of what we do is putting our clients on a, on a table and giving them the functional evaluation, which is a lot borrowed from both traditional medicine and um, chiropractors. And it is a way to get feedback from the body about what's in stress, which is helpful because clients don't always know, can't always verbalize what's wrong. Um, and I've seen that a lot, that they just can't put into words what's happening, but this is a way for the body to speak to, to, to us. And we can feel inflammation, we can feel congestion, things like that. And then we get to actually test supplements or test, not even supplements, but like maybe even essential oils or foods or anything. Um, we test that with the body and we learn what's going to work best for that client. So it's a really, it's really cool. It's like a lot, a lot witch, witch doctorish. If you ever get the chance to see somebody, um, either have it performed on yourself, which is crazy, but even if you're just watching it, there are certain ones that you can just watch that when you see it happen, you're like, oh, this is magic. It's just, there's no other way to put it. So that is what I am. And that is a little bit of what I do. So I got certified back in June, 2018, and I've been practicing ever since. At first, I honestly thought that I was um, only going to do this part-time uh, while I was still kind of figuring it out and that I was going to be working in some kind of traditional job otherwise. And a lot of things happened along the way, which is a story for another podcast, but I actually ended up making this my full-time job a lot sooner than anticipated. And so I, about August or September of 2018, um, it was my full commitment. It was what I was putting all my energy into November of that year I signed a lease and had an office space up and running and flash forward to April 2019 and at the end of this month I will no longer have that office and I will no longer be practicing how I've been practicing so what kind of transpired in those six months um, that's the story for today so I've already explained what a nutritional therapy practitioner is and I'm going to also kind of start this off by saying, I mean, no disrespect to anybody else. When I start talking about this and you're going to learn through this podcast that I have a lot of opinions and that's the thing. You guys have to remember that they're opinions. They're what I think. They're what I believe. And nobody has to agree with me. Nobody even has to listen. So I don't need anyone getting all up in a tizzy because they don't agree with me. That's fine. And also, if you want to have a conversation with me and it's a respectful discord, like I'm totally ready for that, but I don't need any flamers or trollers, like live your own life. You know, that's the other part too, is that like, I am so on board with people doing whatever they want to do. As long as you're not actively harming somebody else, I don't care what you do. I want you to do what makes you happy. And if it's what's, and if, if what makes you happy is not even close to what makes me happy, that's fine because that means we're exploring more of the world and putting more of ourselves in the world. And I think that's what the world needs. Who is that quote by? I think it's by Howard Thurman. Like, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what sets your soul on fire and pursue that because what the world needs uh, more of is people in pursuit of, I'm messing this up so bad. Somebody look that quote up for me because um, that is the, the quote that I'm referring to is just, it's a good, good quote, but I 
I suck at like memorizing things word for word. So anyways, moving on. So the story about what happened in the last six months sort of, um, is essentially I, <laughs> here I go, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be more youthful than I really am, but I got woke. <laughs> I was awokened, you know? What those kids like to say, like when you woke, when you when you are woke, <laughs> I kind of realized a lot more that um, what holistic wellness practitioners do is borrow a shit ton from other cultures, and there's nothing wrong with that because it is all very important, and I think it's time that the rest of the world got to know some of this stuff, but we all have to take a step back and realize that we are taking things from India and China basically like verbatim. Like, this is not ours. Nobody invented this. And as much as we start to inject some of our own science behind it, which I think is where it gets really cool because it's as much, um, it's as much old world as it is new world at this stage, the point is this was all founded years and years and years ago. Um, this was all, this, we came into this. We did not make this up. We did not come up with yoga. We did not come up with, um, acupuncture type things. We did not come up with essential oils. We did not come up with tongue reading. We did not come up with all of this, uh, holistic realm People in the U.S. did not come up with it, okay? And so we need to stop fronting like we are geniuses and amazing and give credit where credit is due. And that is very, very... The, it, the credit is due to the Eastern world, okay? And the Western world needs to stop ripping shit off and pretending it's theirs, okay? We can all get along if we just admit that. And we can all just say, I really enjoyed this. I never went to India. I never went to China. I never studied under anybody who is a direct descendant of anyone that came up with this. I never studied in a real monastery. I don't know much about real meditation. I, I've never met a Buddhist monk. Like, let's all just be upfront about it. We never did that. That's fine. We are learning this very, 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 very dilutedly. I don't know if that's a word, but we, this is all watered down. It is not, I'm not saying it's what we're teaching or what we're doing is inaccurate. I'm not trying to say that because I think that we've, we've added a lot to it too, but we have to just remember that where this all came from is not us. Like it did not come from you, the U S which is one of the most obnoxious nations when it comes to this stuff. Um, we just have to remember where it came from in order to progress, in order to move forward. Because where this all is going wrong in my eyes is the fact that we want to make this wellness world come at a premium. And I'm going to call BS on that because I think that is where things are just getting very misconstrued and I don't feel like I want to be a part of that. Um, people just, the way that holistic wellness works is 
because it is still new, even though it's really, 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 really freaking old, because it's so new, it's still considered alternative. Um, and so we often don't get to accept insurance. Like we have to go through a lot in order to accept health insurance, which I think is one of the major barriers to why this can't be standardized right now and why this can't be um, a right as much as healthcare is a right to people, holistic wellness doesn't get to be a right right now because of the cost. And that is what's not been sitting well with me that, I mean, I know I can't accept insurance, so okay, fine. We do have to charge for our services, but it's literally become about privilege. It's not charging for our services in the sense that like we cover our basis, we cover our bases, we get to live our lives and be fine. Like we just charge an arm and a leg for it. And I'm not saying this is everyone, but there are certain people who just are like, okay, this is what I do. And what they do is very valid. And they've gone through, they've gone above and beyond. They're no longer just NTPs to, which is a whole other thing. Like they've gone through other certifications, which is great, but they just charge so much money and it has to come out of people's pockets. That means that the only clients that come to us are rich or are very upper middle class, um, are very just kind of way well off. And I'm not saying that those people don't deserve services like they absolutely do. But we are so limited in that because we just can't... We, we, we price ourselves out of most of the population. And so what we do, and you have to take, I think everyone that is a practitioner needs to take a hard look at who their clients are. If they're all rich and they're all white, you got to figure something else out because you're doing a disservice to not only yourself, but this whole realm. We all need to work together to make this more fundamental for people, like not a above and beyond type of thing. Like this needs to be an essential part of people's lives. Like that's how I see it. I see it as something that it's not the same thing as going to a doctor. No, but it's something that we're like, we need to be more ingrained in the culture and we're never going to get there if we keep pricing ourselves as these really expensive people. Like even a massage therapist or even a chiropractor, like neither one of them I have both. I have a massage therapist. I have a chiropractor. Neither one of them accept insurance, but it's not breaking my back to go see them. I see my chiropractor once a week, see the massage therapist a little less frequently, but I'm not destroying myself in the process to go see these people. But the way that nutritional therapy has kind of turned into, it's like, it, it, it is. It is becoming an absolute burden to people to try to go through this. And... Oftentimes, I'm going to remind my listeners that I have an MBA, not because I am trying to flaunt it or sound better than anybody else, but just because I've had these discussions before in depth, okay? And that's that's why I keep reminding people that I know a lot about business because it's what I did for so long, talking about it at the same time being in traditional business. Like, I, I've thought about these things in depth, so it's not just talking out my ass, okay? So I know there's this whole discussion about pricing and about what, how pricing conveys your value to other people. And I do get that. I do get that if you're a hotel chain, like pricing matters. 
But that's the thing. It's like you have to remember that it's like for those type of people. It is for people that do see themselves as a luxury or want to be Walmart who they just price things really cheap but they sell out on volume. You know, everyone's got their own philosophy of how they want to set that up. But we have to remember that we're different. We are not commodities. And if you want to see yourself as a commodity, then you got to take a whole different path. But if you want to see yourself as someone who is important for everyone, like someone that everyone could benefit from, not necessarily you. It's not like you could work with the entire population because if you specialize at this point, that's not what I'm saying. But if you think that what you're doing is so integral integral to this world and so important, you need to figure out a way to make it accessible to people. And it doesn't always have to be you. I know that, but you have to do some thinking and you have to do some digging and you have to call yourself out where you're not doing things right and figure out how you can be better and how you can do more. And so this is all coming up for me because when I decided to make this my full-time job, I had to put so much emphasis on how much I was charging because it was literally me living my life. Like getting clients and getting them to pay was what allowed me to keep practicing. But I, A, don't live in a particularly rich area or particularly well-to-do area. I mean, there's certainly towns that are okay, but in general, where I am in the Berkshires, we've, I've, since I've graduated high school, I've seen it in a very, in a decline, honestly, between um, just general populations going down, but drug use goes up and all of this other crazy stuff. But the point is that I'm not in a great area for charging thousands of dollars for my packages. And at the same time, I need that money to live. I'm not even doing it so I can travel whenever I want or do whatever I want and see whatever I want. Like that's not what I'm even talking about. I'm talking about the fundamental being able to pay my bills type of life. And I've, you know, I'll admit that I, I got to be blessed in the sense because I am working some other jobs at the same time. I literally have five sources of income, by the way, and I still sometimes refer to myself as unemployed. But I have other things going on that are more traditional and that are more um, steady sources of income. So because of that, I've now officially moved into the point where like those other auxiliary type of things will pay my bills. And so wellness doesn't like my wellness business doesn't have to be so dependent on the pricing because I need to live anymore. Like now I have the more more flexibility to kind of re-examine what I'm doing. And I'm not saying like I'm going to just like start offering everything for free because I certainly did go through a lot in order to get this information. And I do think I can provide value. But that's the point. Like I want to provide value to more people. So I'm trying, I'm currently trying to figure out a way to do that in, in a, a good, good, a way that makes me feel good inside and doesn't make me feel like I'm ripping anybody off or ripping myself off. And I think it is a delicate balance. But that's why I decided I'm closing my office because A, I'm just, that's a whole other expense that drains my income that doesn't, it doesn't need to. So I've transitioned to an online model. 
I don't, I say like transition, like I've got it all figured out. Like that's not true at all. Um, I got a lot of thinking still to do, but I will no longer be paying rent. Um, so that's a, a way to free me up sort of in terms of how much I'm charging and things like that. But that's just, I just wanted to get this out there because a lot of people, um, a lot of people that I went to school with or people that went to school around the same time as me, I know they're kind of all kind of going through these growing pains. I think that they're pretty typical for someone less than a year out of the program and trying to figure out where they fit in the world. And I'm going to tell you that where I think I fit in the world is providing services to a greater, wider population. And so because of that, I'm not charging an arm and a leg for my services. And I'm sorry if that makes you mad because you think that that is me devaluing what you do. But for me, what is going to continue to fill me up and continue to put me in a place where I feel like what I'm doing is right, I'm totally changing what I'm doing. And I'm no longer following any pricing model that I've been told since I graduated. Nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to figure this out on my own and figure out what it all means, like I said. But this is just my opinion and this is how I'm going to live. And if you're someone who's listening to this, who's in holistic wellness, that is like, you know what? I'm fine charging X number of dollars for my services. Great. This podcast is not for you. I'm not telling you you need to change what you're doing. I'm saying you need to look in inwards and figure out why you're doing this and what is the purpose. And if your purpose is to live your live your own life, like live on your own, be your own boss and help people along the way, then fine. Like that then there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but if you're the person who's like I really need to help people. This is so important. Like I need people to know about nutritional therapy. I need people to go through this. I need, it's life changing. It's like blah, 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 blah. All of this stuff. And you're still preoccupied with like, can I charge more money? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? That's a conflict. And I, and I just want people to realize that like you're conflicting what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're believing. So if you can just, the theme of this podcast, if you can just be a little more real with yourself, I think you'll figure out what works for you. I think that this, I'm the person that's like, I think this is life changing. I think this is important work. So I'm going to work on trying to figure out how to get it to more people. And whatever shape that takes, I'll keep you updated, but uh, it's certainly just not going to be what I was doing. So I think that's all I've got for today. I hope that you guys, it makes, it makes you think a little bit. And if you're not a actual practitioner of this, um, maybe it'll just help you learn a little bit more about kind of what's going on in the holistic realm. And maybe it'll get you more curious about what people are doing and ask them where they fit in. Like if you, if you're going to see a chiropractor, like maybe ask them like what they believe in, like why they're doing this. Like, are they just doing it to make money? I'm sure nobody's going to straight up tell you that, but you know, even my chiropractor, like I can just, I just know, like having conversations with her, knowing who she is, like she cares more about people and like the way that she fits into the system as being a chiropractor. Like this is the way that she knows how she can give back And this is the way that she knows that she can help people. I mean, she's also a family chiropractor, which is so cool. So she like loves working with kids, which is just great. So I just want everyone to do a little bit more thinking, be a little more real with themselves and just kind of figure it out for yourself. And just don't try to kid yourself in the process because you're going to be miserable 
you're not going to do your best work, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I hope you guys have a great day. Um, this is it for episode number two and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.